Welcome, everybody. I'm Sam Richardson. I'm Tim Pickerel. And you are listening to the How Should I Bro podcast here on the Onyx Edge Network. Yay! You are a very special listener today because this is our first episode. This is the debut show, so there's a lot of things we'll be working on here. The format of how the show goes, how we're going to flow into this, and uh, hopefully in the future... Some uh, really awesome topics from our listeners. But before we get to anything, I'd like to throw a few plugs out there from some of our sponsors. Some of the people that help make this show happen and bring it to you guys for free so that you don't have to subscribe to it for payment. First one I'd like to throw out there is Show Me Comics. You guys can visit them at showmecomics.com. They produce the awesome graphic novel comic book that we are actually a part of called Hafu. And you can follow them on Twitter at showmecomics. The next is St. Louis Anarchy Professional Wrestling. Now, if you like seeing big old sweaty guys throwing each other around in a ring and hitting each other with some fucking steel chairs, then St. Louis Anarchy is what you need to be watching. Not only have I wrestled with them myself, but two of my clients, ACH and Davey Vega, wrestle for St. Louis Anarchy, and they are some badass. Now, with that out of the way, I would like to introduce myself I am the personal trainer on the show. I, uh, while I run my own studio, like a lot of personal trainers, I started off in the box gyms. I worked for the Globo gyms and I worked for the 24 hour treadmills and the club fatness. And, and I did that routine for a <laughs> few years and it was awesome for uh, building up my experience and learning the field. But, you know, like a lot of trainers, I learned after so many years that I could do this on my own make a lot more money at it, and do things my way. So I started my own studio. I'm now located in Fenton. But I think it's important uh, for you guys listening to understand a little bit of what I come from. Growing up, I was a, uh, I was a very overweight child. I, uh, I was, uh, right now I'm about 5'11", maybe 6' foot if I take in a deep enough breath. I go about 230, 235. I have been about the same size since I was in 7th grade. Unfortunately, I didn't get into uh, into fitness, lifting weights, or understanding much about nutrition until my senior year of high school. I, uh, I grew up doing martial arts. I did not play football or wrestler, a lot of the things that the coaches wanted to get me into because my, uh, my fitness levels at that time and, and the way that I looked with being overweight, I was quite shy about that stuff. So I wasn't very confident for going out for the teams or, or playing really sports that were team related in general, so I tend to gravitate more to the solo things like the martial arts. But uh, luckily, after a few years of training and getting into it, I I kind of understood there was something with this uh, you know activity and being physical with the martial arts that led to me losing some weight, looking a little better, getting a little more confidence. And uh, by my senior year of high school, I uh, I got into the weight room and started to understand lifting and, and nutrition and stuff like that a little bit. And that led me to going into professional wrestling. And I did that for for quite a long time. I'm actually on my 12th year. And even though I don't do as many matches now as I wish I could, um, it's, it's something that I've been in for a very long time. And it's something that has required me to stay in shape as much as possible because... You know, there's nothing like being out in front of a few hundred people wearing nothing but a Speedo and some uh, shin guards. But uh, as far as education goes, I, uh, I actually started off in the medical field. I spent 10 years working in a medical and hospital environment. 
I, uh, I got my formal education. I, I started off in EMS and firefighting. So unlike a lot of regular personal trainers, my education doesn't stop at just a certification in, a, in an online course. I actually went to school for this. I went to college. I am a huge anatomy and physiology nut. So my training background isn't based on just, you know, bro science or things that I think will work. It's actually based on science uh, understanding anatomy, physiology, biology, kinesiology, and saying, look, there's a, there's a way that the human body actually works. And when you combine proper nutrition with proper exercise, things are going to work. And it doesn't really matter who you are or what your body type is. There's a certain way to put this together where it's science and it works. So that's just a little background on me. Wanted to introduce myself for this first show. So, you know, where I'm coming from and, uh, I got to tell you guys something. If I sound a little bit out of my mind or I'm stumbling on my words, it is because I am on day 21 of a 30-day challenge that I decided to start for myself and with my clients because, uh, Tim, I don't know about you, but Halloween kind of fucked me up. Uh, Halloween was okay for me. It's the Christmas holiday that always gets me. Yeah, well, every year I tend to th- I tend to believe that I do a little better each year. Like, oh, you know, this year was still better than last year. And this year I thought I did really well, you know. Now, let me throw it out there. I have two children. I have a son who is, as of right now, he's 10 months old. My daughter is eight and a half years old. So and my daughter is definitely the whole trick-or-treating thing. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's candy at the house on Halloween from giving out to what she brings in. But I thought this year, you know, I mean, I've definitely done better than, I, than I've done the years before. And then leading into uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I thought, you know, I'd, normally I would eat maybe three platefuls at every house we visit. And because of split families and everything else, there's like 10 different homes we go to. Right. And I thought I kept it under control. You know, I mean, I didn't do absolutely clean, but I still thought, oh, I've done better than I normally do. And then uh, right before the first of the year, I, I decided to step on the scale. I want to see what I was weighing. And I weighed... 254 pounds. I normally stay around like 230 to 235. So I thought, what the fuck? (laughs) Either I ate more than I thought I did or my age is starting to catch up to me and it doesn't matter how good I think I do because those calories are going to whoop my ass. So what I did is not a New Year's resolution, not a New Year's resolution because everybody fails when they set that January 1st, you know, resolution goal. So what I did I made a little challenge with myself and I, and I threw it out there to my clients to go 30 days without, without any cheat foods. It okay. was 30 days of, of nothing processed. So basically, if I couldn't eat it raw or grill it myself, I can't have it. Sure. You know, which means no, like I couldn't go to a fast food restaurant and order a grilled chicken sandwich and say, oh, I still eat. No, nothing processed. If I didn't make it myself or I couldn't eat it, you know, raw, can't have it. And I'm on day 21 of that right now. And I feel great. I've dropped about 20 pounds. But, you know, when you, when you go without carbohydrates and uh, a certain level of fat, sometimes your brain takes a little adjusting. So are you going low carb and low fat? Or I, is I it just certain keep... carbs that you're craving that you think's... It's more the, the lack of glycogen. Okay. When you get so used to having your glycogen levels at a certain level, and that comes through eating carbohydrates, your brain gets really happy, really euphoric. That's why many people get addicted to sugar and carbs is that uh, 
you know, that feeling of happiness that comes with it. It's almost like an addiction. And when my brain had that, I guess the levels were a little higher than I thought they would. And now that I've cut them down quite a bit, it, uh, I wouldn't say that my brain's not functioning optimally, but uh, I think it's taken a little bit of adjusting to get into it. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm on day 21, so I've got nine more left. And I'm telling you what, when I am done in nine more days, the first thing I am doing is visiting a Chinese buffet and getting a large pizza. And then I'm going to do another 30 days. You can get a large pizza at a Chinese buffet? (laughs) Hell yes. It's a hell of a buffet. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, I would like to introduce the very first guest ever on this show. He's somebody that I've known for a few years, and I really, really like the guy, and uh, I put a lot of trust in what he does, and I send a lot of my clients up to him. I would like to introduce Drew Skiles from Supplement Superstore. Great to be here, guys. I don't know who uh, dropped out for you to ask me, but I appreciate it either way. (laughs) Well, originally, we were going to have Richard Simmons on, (laughs) and his agent was like, oh, fuck that. We're not sending Richard out to Jefferson County. Somebody might try to strangle him. No, I uh, no. I'm very honored to have Drew on for the first show. So, uh, first thing I'd like to, to throw out there to Drew is to ask you a little bit about like your education background and uh, how you got into the world of fitness and supplements. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I uh, I guess in about seventh grade, I started playing football the junior uh, junior Melville Panthers and went through that for a few years had a knee injury kind of fell out of it still kind of got in the gym worked out i was never i guess starting in about seventh grade i put a little bit of weight on um was never like a real big kid though um going into college i went first went down to rolla um at missouri s and t i was originally going to do like computer type stuff um joined fraternity down there had a really good time um put on some more weight got let's see five semesters in decided that that isn't what i actually wanted to do i wanted to do something more with people typically something marketing um so i went ahead and transferred out moved back uh, up to webster and that's where i actually got my bachelor's degree from i have a degree in management with an emphasis in marketing um when i got back that's when i kind of started taking fitness side and um, health and whatnot more seriously decided i wanted to get into shape um actually recommended by a friend to start shopping at supplement superstores uh hell i guess that was in 2010 mm-hmm. um just by shopping there kind of you know started to know, get to know the guys a little bit and going into my last semester um i was only going to be having class tuesdays and thursdays and i thought man if i if i'm only going to class twice a week i'd I'm probably just going to be, you know, going out and partying or whatever. So I should probably get a job that way I can at least, you know, get some beer money. I mean, that's really <laughs> when I started at S2 is kind of ironic, but uh no, and I figured, you know, I'll do this for 6 months to a year. I'll get my degree and, you know, I'll find a typical corporate job, go the route that a lot of people do, most people do. Um then I kind of got into the company and, you know, it's really great culture, awesome company to be a part of. Um started really noticing like a lot of the opportunities that were available and you know, it's kind of weird the way things work. If you would have told me, you know, three years ago that I'd still be working at S2, I would have told you you're nuts, but uh here I am and yeah. you know, enjoying every minute of it and just really excited to be on the ride. You know, to to go back, you were just talking about your time at Webster, that's actually you know, that that's where 
Or Tim is from fellow Webster alumni. Nice, nice. And he used to tell me about some of the like fucking insane parties that Webster was known. Is that for. what I used to? Tell you? <laughs> yeah, he told me about I got all invited the- to all the parties. <laughs> <laughs> he said the beer was flowing and the cocaine was just everywhere. Uh, Tim, actually, when you were at Webster, because mm-hmm. you talk about like the freshman fifteen. You know, I got right. a lot of clients that come in and tell me that. They go, oh, when I started college, that's when I put on the freshman 15. And I was like, the first time I ever heard about that, I was like, the freshman 15, is that a fucking club? I didn't even know what people were talking about. And I found out, oh, it's 15 pounds that supposedly you put on your uh, your first year of college. But uh, Tim told me he actually ballooned up to like, he had a freshman 50. <laughs> was that true? No. He said there were some well, really we good chicken this. restaurants around Webster. <laughs> are, you, are you remembering somebody else? You, so, there actually uh, is some pretty good chicken restaurants. But yeah, there, I mean, so. to backtrack a little bit there with that whole freshman 15 thing, you know, is that something you feel uh, affected yourself? Like as far as your, your lifestyle at that time? As far as what you were drinking, what you were eating, something that other people that, that were around you seemed to experience is that 15-pound weight gain with, with freshman year of college? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, for me, it was more than 15. Um, going into college, I think I was like a 185. Um, I was actually in a fraternity, and it was an awesome time there. Um, learned a lot about myself, grew as a person, but we had a house mom is what you'd call it, and she'd come in Monday through Friday and cook our food, and she was all old country cooking so everything was just drenched in butter it was delicious dessert twice a week um you know so i had ended up ballooning up but to one point i was about 220 and that's when i kind of started working toward the you know going back yeah. down the other direction and it, it, it was a step at a time you know got back into the gym quit drinking soda um then when i moved back it was way easier you know obviously i didn't have food that was in just coated in butter all the time so (laughs) i think that was worth about 10 to 15 pounds right there um but yeah i mean it just was it was a gradual thing and i guess i ended up losing about a total of about 50 pounds or so oh that's wow that's awesome that's and that brings up a good point especially us us males who aren't you know i know i'm not the best cook in the world I don't know about you, Tim. I do okay, actually. I know. You have a Foreman grill in there, correct? Not anymore. I've actually ditched the Foreman grill. That See, you know, growing up, when it was just myself that, that was doing the cooking, you know, everything was thrown on the Foreman grill. If I couldn't cook it on a Foreman grill, then I couldn't eat it. So if somebody else is doing the cooking, <laughs> especially if you have somebody that's coating everything in butter, everything is right. gravy on it, or everything is served with potatoes and pasta... That's how I was growing up, you know. My uh, my parents, specifically my mom, you know, what we had for dinner was whatever the newest fast food restaurant in House Springs was. Right. You know, she she wasn't much for for cooking too many things unless it was like spaghetti or you know boiled water. So if there was a new McDonald's, there was a new Hardee's. It's like that is what we had for lunch and for dinner. So. You know, until I got old enough that I could take the Foreman grill and make whatever myself, you know, I was relying on what somebody else made. And luckily, you know, where, where I'm at now and the family that I'm in, uh, the woman at home is very healthy with everything that she makes. She's huge with putting together, you know, greens and lean chicken and lean proteins and stuff. But 
if she were to be of a different, you know, uh, ingredient list, I would probably weigh like 270 pounds right now. Yeah. Do you still have that old Foreman grill? I probably we should, do. We should make an aside to talk about the Foreman grill. So Sam and I were roommates for a little while. And by this time, Sam had just started doing his personal training. And it was. it was He was steaming vegetables, cooking chicken breast on the Foreman grill all the time. The Foreman grill was probably one of the first Foreman grills ever created. Some of the... Uh, some of the numbers on the dial had worn off. The high heat was completely gone. So in Sharpie, Sam, it, it had like what you're cooking. It had like fish and blah, blah, right. blah. And then the last thing at the highest setting, he wrote in human. <laughs> right. Probably had George Foreman's fucking fingerprints still on it. He was like the first one to like put it together and actually close it. Anyway. It's the oldest grill I've ever seen. Back to you, Drew. I am curious. What exactly is your uh, what exactly is your title and role at Southern Superstore? Title would be Certified Sports Nutrition Specialist. Um, so everybody on staff is required to be certified through National Academy of Sports Medicine as a certified personal trainer okay. and Fitness Nutrition Specialist, which is also through National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, so that would be my title. Awesome. Well, what I would like to do next is go into some questions that uh, I've had some questions that, that were sent to me through Facebook and Twitter. And then a few that are just they're questions that I get asked a lot from clients. Uh, I'm sure you get asked a lot of this whenever you're at the store, but it seems to be very just general questions that over the years they will come to me with about about supplements specifically. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll give them the easy answer. And a lot of times, especially now, as I'll just say, hey, you know what? Go up to the Fenton S2 and, and ask for Drew and ask him these questions yourself. But I thought, you know what, this podcast, this is a great time to get some of these questions together and throw it out for the people that are that are wondering the same thing. So one of the uh, one of the first questions that I'd like to throw your way, Drew, is uh, one I get asked. This is the number one, and that is, are supplements bad for you? Because I heard that they're dangerous. I heard that they can kill you. What would you say if someone came into the store and asked you that? Well, if they'd kill you, I'd be a dead man for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. No. Uh, Go to my store, dum-dum. Right. You know, the thing that's really misunderstood about supplements is, um, and it's actually a fact, that there's no FDA regulation with supplements. So, you know, there is the ability for things to come out that maybe, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, aren't safe, but maybe just aren't cracked up what they claim to be. Right. Um you know, you never really hear anybody run, going into the hospital overdosing on their multivitamin or anything right. like that. I would. There's definitely way more deaths per year from pharmaceuticals and things of that nature than supplements. You know, it seems like anytime I do have the TV on, there's always some sort of class action lawsuit going on. If you used Androgel or right. you know this other whatever prescription drug and you know you grew a third arm or something like that that you know you should call this number and you'll get some money back because of it so you know you never really hear that um with supplements and a lot of you know supplements are things that come from herbs and extracts and you know a lot of the different things you can get in food so you know absolutely i mean there's definitely safe do you guys actually sell something that will grow a third arm 
You know, that'd be really, really interesting. Um, but no, unfortunately, we don't. Maybe we can look, work on that for you. Right. That, that <laughs> if I could do. I'd have to have an even number of arms. We'd have to get a fourth. Yeah. Four. You just double have to that take dose. two pills. Yep, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Double that dose, baby. <laughs> you start off with one extra arm to see if you can handle that or do anything with it. And once you've mastered it, then you go to two doses so that you grow that fourth arm. And then we become a... Uh, 10-time tournament champions in Mortal Kombat. Exactly. You're fucking Goro. You hear that, guys? Supplement Superstore can turn you into Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All right. So the next one that uh, the next one I get asked a lot, and it, uh, it, it kind of grows off something that I saw on Facebook the other day. I, I was reading a few different posts, and somebody had, had listed an article, and they were talking about how worthless that protein powders actually are. And... Uh, I thought, I'm not going to comment on this. I'm going to bring it up to Drew. And, uh, you know, not only were they talking about how how worthless that the protein powders are, but I'll get people that come to me and they go, well, even if the protein powders do work, can't I just go to Walmart and buy the the cheap brand? So I'd like to address first, you know, what is the importance of a protein powder? And uh, what is the difference between getting a high quality brand and going to Walmart and getting the cheap, you know, $12 jug brand? Yeah, so there are different, there's a ton of different protein powders out there. Um, Really what make them different is, you know, where the protein's coming from. Every protein powder has to come from some sort of food source. Most of them are going to be milk-derived, so you're looking at like whey, milk protein, casein protein, things of that nature. Um, The difference, you know, I always compare protein powder to like food, so... You know, if I told you to go eat more chicken, would you go to the meat market and grab chicken or would you go to McDonald's and load up on McChicken sandwiches? You know, there's obviously a difference in the quality. So when it comes to protein powders, you know, if you go and kind of go the cheaper route, you know, not that you would like never see a benefit from something from Walmart, um, but what you're getting is something that it's all in the processing. So if that's a milk-based protein it obviously started out as a liquid you have to get it down into a powder so you can sell it Um, most companies use a lot of heats and chemicals to get it down into that powder Um, basically a very fast way to process that protein but by doing that it denatures the protein so it's kind of like burning your steak Um, the grams are still there by weight so to speak Mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of that's not as what's called bioavailable meaning it's harder for your body to utilize the nutrients that are there so, you know, we have a lot of options in the store, and other stores will have this too. Protein powder, if you look at the ingredients, will actually set something to the extent of like low temperature process or cold temperature processed or undenatured, something of that um, to that extent. Basically, it's a much more costly um, procedure for the manufacturer to get the protein from liquid to powder using low temperature, almost like a room temperature air dry. Right. Um, but what it means to you is it's way more bioavailable, meaning that. Your body's going to be able to utilize a lot more of what's there. But also, you know, the thing that people notice the most is it's not going to taste like garbage. Um, it's not going to have that chalky or gritty taste of low temperature process. One won't, you know, it's not going to upset your stomach or send you run into the bathroom with the runs or protein farts or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so that's really, you know, the, the big, big difference is, you know, if, yeah, you know, low temperature process one might be a couple more bucks, but it's just like food. A couple more bucks means way better quality. Right. Well, that's you, you talk about eating the food and what it comes from. That's another question that I want to throw your way is, you know, what do you say when someone comes up to the store and they say, well, you know, do I really need all these supplements? Can't I just can't I just eat good, healthy foods to get all the, the nutrients that I need? 
Yeah, I mean, like, as far as, you know, your diet goes, if you're able, like, what we typically recommend a lot of times is, you know, four to six protein-based meals a day. Um, if you're able to get all those protein sources through real food, I mean, then no. I mean, you don't need, like, a meal replacement protein powder. That wouldn't make any sense. You know, you might use something for after your workout, which would be a little different. Um, they make a lot of what's called isolated proteins, like whey protein isolate, and basically they strip away all the lactose and fats and that is the one time where supplement would be i guess you'd say have a greater benefit than food and it's really just on the rate of assimilation or like basically how fast your body actually breaks it down it's a lot faster than food but yeah i mean if you're with a lot of things just like anything you know if you're eating a lot of you know vegetables different types of vegetables fruits you're eating your proteins then i mean you can see we always tell we tell people this too you know you can see progress without supplements Right. They did it before supplements, you know. Uh, So what supplements are, what they are, they're supplementing your diet. They're making things easier or helping your progress more than, say, just a regular diet or, you know, baseline nutrition. No, and that's a good, honest answer. And what I like is that shows Drew's not just in this to 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 sell sell somebody something. You know, whenever he says, look, you can get the nutrients, you can get the protein you need if you're eating a good balanced diet. But let's be honest, and I know this from every person that I've trained is, so tell me what your breakfast is like. Oh, um, well, I really don't have time to eat breakfast. I get up, I might have a cup of coffee and a bagel, and then I go to work. What's your, uh, what's your average lunch like? Um, you know, if I have time, I usually work in my break, but if I don't, I have like a sandwich and then maybe like a bag of chips. I don't really eat a whole lot. I don't have time. I'm at work. I got to pick my kids up. I've got to go to the soccer game. So I really don't eat until I get home. That is where supplements play a huge role is because it doesn't take 30 minutes to prepare and then another, you know, 10, 15 minutes to eat is time is crucial. And I get that excuse from everybody is that I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to do that. If I lay out a full diet plan of this is how much protein you need, this is how many carbs you need, that's going to require you to eat multiple times a day. Not just, you know, a bagel in the morning and then, you know, dinner and lunch. There's times in between that. We might have to divide up five or six different meals to get all the nutrients you need. So for the average person that says, I don't have time for that, that's where supplements are so valuable. Is it's as easy as throwing in some protein, shaking it up and drinking it. Takes you, what, two minutes? Not even. 30 seconds, really. Add wa- yeah. water, protein powder, anything with a lid, shake it, you're done. I mean, even if it's what I used, I started using like more of the meal replacement shakes when I was at Webster when I, before I was even working at S2. Um, they had four hour long night classes and you'd get like a five minute break, right. you know, a couple yeah. times. And it was either buy a bag of chips for out of the vending machine for dollar twenty five, or you know, scoop of protein powder per serving was a dollar thirty five. So scoop of protein powder was, and I'd have like some almonds or an apple, yeah. and super easy, super quick, but still getting you know good protein base. And right, you're getting the nutrients that you needed, and you couldn't you, you couldn't rely on that excuse anymore of well, I don't have time. Exactly, it's right there. You got it done, like you said, thirty seconds, and you've got that meal in. Uh, now the next one that I'd like to toss your way. I know everybody wants everything to be in a magic pill. Everybody's like, what can I take to lose 50 pounds? What can I take to do this as quick as possible? So the thing that is, I would assume this is the most popular supplement, no matter what 
store brand manufacturer that you are and that would be a you know like a thermogenic or a fat burner so the thing that gets thrown my way a lot of the people that are asking about the fat burners they say well well how do these actually work what's the actual mechanism for a fat burner so it's a loaded question there's a few <laughs> things we'll, we'll hit on and I'll, I'll get to each point first of all um a lot of quote-unquote fat burners on the market that i've seen you know they're more along the lines of I guess you'd say a lot of things that will help give you feeling. So there would be a decent amount of caffeine in there, something that might help suppress your appetite, maybe some 5-HTP, which helps with, like, serotonin, your happy hormones. So, you know, it boosts your mood, makes you feel good, gives you energy. So you feel all those things, but they're – and you think it's working from that aspect because you feel it. But they're, in a lot of products, I've seen that there's not a whole hell of a lot in there that's actually good for essentially fat burning, like lipolysis. So – Here's there's two routes really that like a fat burner or thermogenic can be so to, or can work so to speak and there's basically metabolism boosters so um, there's products that will carry a lot of like raw materials so to speak that your thyroid hormone uh, needs to run so you have your T3 T4 your thyroid hormone is like your fat burning powerhouse so to speak most people in Western society um, typically have low thyroid if you're, there's probably about a fifty percent chance if you're listening to this you have hypothyroid you're underactive or see it every every day um so a lot of fat burners so to speak or metabolism boosters will carry herbs that help your thyroid function better if your thyroid's functioning better you're going to burn more body fat you're going to burn more calories um the other way that a lot of them will work is basically having also herbs and extracts that will help regulate what's called your blood glucose levels so if your blood glucose levels stay at an optimal kind of steady state then it's easier and your body basically has no choice but to go towards body fat for energy so um keeping those blood glucose levels regulated makes it easier for your body to burn body fat so to speak so that's really kind of the two ways that they work um a lot of companies have kind of jumped on the ship of combining those two pathways into one product or they might have like a stack of products or something like that um but there's also still a lot of companies out there that kind of what i was talking about first a lot of the feel and you know you feel it and you feel like it's working but there's not a whole hell of a lot in there that is working um so you might be disappointed with those results so that's that's something you kind of you know obviously do your homework or ask a professional in that industry um about you know what what's the actual benefit what's in here that's going to benefit one of those things either the thyroid production or like basically keep helping regulate the blood glucose levels right no that that explains a lot um something i I would like to point out if nobody's noticed already is it at no point has drew thrown out the name of a product he hasn't said like oh but if you take you know such and such this that's going to boost your metabolism or you know uh if you're looking for a protein powder come try this and that's something that I, you know, that I really appreciate is, again, he's not just out trying to sell something. He's here to give information. But with that said, I do want to say that uh, this, this interview was not, it was not sponsored. It was not paid for by Supplement Superstore. Um, it's just, it's a company that I've, I've loved for a while and I've trusted my clients to come up and, and shop from the store. With that said... There is one thing that I hear every once in a while from people that are that are that have never really been into a supplement store. Maybe they visited a GNC or maybe they, they've been up to your store, but they like to throw this out there, like to say, "Well, I went in and the salesperson just kept wanting to push the house brand, 
And the one that's associated with Supplement Superstore is the first form. So how do you counter that? Like if someone comes up there and they say, well, you only push first form because it's the house brand. How do you respond to that? Well, I mean, really, it's not a house brand. So I'll give you a little background on it. Um, Our two owners, Andy and Chris, started S2 in 1999 down in Springfield, Missouri. And they had S2 up and running for several years. I want to say around 2008, maybe. Um, I think it's 2008, give or take a year, either way. Um, They wanted to start a national company which came out with products that were more based off of science and proven because there are like i said before that there's no regulation with supplements so you know you can make any really claims that you want right but it might be totally bullshit so um they're tired of you know having all these different bs products out and they wanted to make a brand that was you know more backed and proven so they started first form and first form always had the intention of going national and first form is actually international so yeah. to say it's a you know it's a house brand of supplement superstores it's it's not right you, know, you can buy first form online um so i mean really we compete with online you know people that would rather just click a few right. times and come into right. the store so mm-hmm. we compete with that there's other retailers um all over the country um that carry first form so you know to say it's a house brand it would only have to be sold at supplement superstores and if you ever look into first form or follow first form you'd probably figure out real quick that they're actually doing like an international athlete search and i think that kind of debunked the whole it's s2's house brand because that'd be a pretty elaborate marketing campaign (laughs) for a st louis supplement store to do an international athlete search so you know um used to get that a lot more than you know we do now i mean yeah, a lot of the guys in the stores do use First Form. Um, Andy and Chris aren't the full owners of First Form. That's they're just part of the ownership. Um, you know, it's they make great products. There's other companies that we use on a regular basis. Um, RSP, All Max Nutrition. There's a ton of them um, that that are more reputable than others, I guess, so to speak, and that make great great products. It's just that one of the better ones that we do have is you know First Form and. I think in any category, I can rattle off three or four different things right now. One of them might be a first form product and right. that is a good product and it, or that I would call a good product or more backed in any category that we sell in the stores. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a question that comes up and we've always from day one, we've always been very honest, you know, with the customer. Right. And I think, you know, that's just the best way to go about it is to be mature about it and Hey, say, Hey, these, you know, these guys that started the stores do have, ownership in this other company but they do sell it on an international level so you know it would be like if you know we carry gnc's you know we don't carry gnc's protein or you know right so it's not a house brand um it's kind of like if you ever looked into like say like lens crafters or sunglass hut and you bought a pair of oakley's did you know that they're all in the same ownership exotica you know so it's all different companies um so it's not us but you can buy oakley's wherever you want exactly you know it's not just at lens crafters or uh sunglass hut so you know that's well the the way i look at it is you know whether people consider it a house brand or not the reason why it gets recommended and the reason why so many people take that specific brand is because it's damn good. It's great quality. And just speaking from my own experience, I'm somebody that, you know, a, a few years back, I wasn't uh, the most knowledgeable person with your stores and, and the products in it. And what, what I first started was around that time when everybody was getting the T-shirts and the Gold's Gym and Fenton had opened and it was like at first it was a lot of the a lot of the bros 
in the gym, I would notice with that S2 shirt. And at first, it was like an annoying thing. At first, I was like, oh, they got one of those S2 shirts on me. Fuck that place. <laughs> but I had never been out there. I had never talked to anybody. I seriously was basing it off of a few people that I saw at the gym. And again, this was several years ago. And then when I started to notice more people, it wasn't just like the big old, you know, gym bro guys. It was just regular people that were wearing the shirts and more people talking about the products. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to go up to the store and find out what all this is about. And I went in there and it was, uh, it was actually, it, it was Steve that, uh, that I had met first. And, um, you know, I was up there and he was, you know, we were talking about the products and he was telling me about a different selection of the proteins. And I think that, you know, the formula was one was one of them. And uh, I threw that out there to him, and I'm like, so, you know, I was like, I understand this is the, quote, house brand. <laughs> I mean, and he didn't, like, bite my head off or anything, but you right. could tell it's something he had probably heard a few times. And I was like, you know, just tell me, what's the difference between this and uh, the, the optimum nutrition? And it's like, he didn't try to sway me one way or the other. But, I mean, he broke every single thing down from the way that it's processed, the way that it's filtered, and all the differences. And by the time he was done, I was like all right, you've sold me. And he wasn't trying to sell me on anything, but it's just like, it was the fact that he was so knowledgeable about all the products and the, the customer service, you know, like that, that's a huge thing. And, and to this day, I tell people just how awesome the, the customer service is at your stores. It's, it's unlike any other company around, especially something coming right out of St. Louis. The customer service is awesome. And that's what Steve really, really got to me that day is it's like, he wasn't trying to push any brand on me, but man, whenever he was able to tell me about the the science behind them and what separated each one, and he didn't necessarily point me in either direction, but by the time he was done, I was like, all right, let me try this Formula One. And from that point on, I've been hooked. Yeah. You know, and that that's an awesome thing about your stores, about the First Form brand and their products that, uh, you know, I, I, I really, really like. And... You know, like I said, on the customer service and, and, and how knowledgeable that everyone at the stores are, I am so comfortable and I have a lot of clients and I am comfortable with sending them up there for whatever their supplement needs are. Yeah. Anytime I've got a client that's either it's a joint issue or it's a protein issue or they're looking for a thermogenic or they're looking for something for testosterone, I mean, I don't even hesitate. I go, hey, go see Drew and Steve up the road at S2. And it's so awesome because they'll come back and they'll go, oh, they know me my name. You know, they'll be like, yeah. I went up there and Drew's like, oh, hey, you're Tyler, you're Sam's girl. You want the, the fast fuel or whatever. And uh, as a trainer, it's it's invaluable to have a relationship with somebody like that, that I can trust to send somebody up to and know that they're not getting screwed around or they're not just trying to get sold. Yeah. You know, they're going to get what they need. They're not going to get sold anything just because there's commission involved or anything like that. Like you guys, seriously, you take it to heart and that's something I appreciate a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate, obviously, everyone you send up. Um, and, the, you know, our main goal at S2 is to help the customer see results, right. help the customer get results, because if you get results, you're coming back. And that's, you know, if we take care of the customer, then they're going to take care of us in the end game. You know, it's not about making a big sale or anything like that. It's legitimately about helping that person out. That's it. For sure. You form relationships, and it, you know, that helps everybody. Um, well, I'd like to wrap this up. We're starting to get short on time. Drew, I would like to thank you for coming on and being our very first guest. I would like to invite you and uh, some of the other guys from Supplement Superstore to come down some night on a Tuesday or a Thursday to one of my boot camps. I've got plenty more clients. I get new ones all the time that are always looking for samples and new products to try out. Or maybe you guys even jump in and work out with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be there for sure. So, Drew, thank you for coming out on uh, behalf of myself and Tim. 
And me. I'm sure Tim learned a lot today. I did actually learn quite a few things. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. So, uh, one last thing I want to throw out there. I got a question on uh, Facebook from Eric Freshly. He was asking... um, he was to, could he get stronger by, uh, by pleasuring himself? <laughs> Feel free to cut this out if you don't. <laughs> Did he actually say pleasure himself? Yeah, he actually put on there, like, he's like, could I get stronger by masturbating? This, cut that part out. I guess it depends on how many reps you're doing with your wrist and, uh, you know, how, you know much, we, how much resistance your penis gives you. We actually down in Raleigh, we had it's funny you, this is brought up because we had a it was called the St. Pat Celebration Committee and they would play the uh, the IFC the Interfraternity Council um, in a game I think it was football or soccer or whatever and the guy the advisor for the St. Pat's board would strongly suggest to the the freshman reps yeah. that you could not masturbate before it because it would kill your testosterone <laughs> and you were going to lose the game and it was just the funniest thing ever maybe the freshman 15 has to do with like a number of strokes <laughs> they're allowed to stay within they're like you can only do 15 anything more than that and you're going to lose testosterone I'm trying out so. for the college football team and I'm not allowed to masturbate for 15 days so Eric freshly asked can I get stronger by pleasuring myself and all I have to say is, yes, Eric, you can, but don't get too strong or else you might rip it off. So that's going to wrap up our show for today. I want to throw it out there. If you are somebody that's looking to sponsor or advertise on our show, feel free to uh, email us. You can email me at lwacombat at gmail.com or you can Facebook us. And uh, make sure that you follow us on Facebook under How Should I Bro and follow us on Twitter at how should I bro? How should I bro? That's a very easy one to do. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to send us your questions and comments for next time, and we will address them on the air. So thank you. Thank you.